You have one unheard message. Yo, we're back. We're back. Drunk Dial's back. And this time, Jessica Tinder moves in to the podcast studio. That's right. She came in live. We made, we made a new best friend. Jessica is the best Brian yeah. uh, Big Million. His name is Brian Million. Make million more fun. Drunk Dio. Uh, where we interview and share new views. If you're a dude, or if you're not a dude. We'll interview you too. Like Jessica from Tender, she came over for Bender. And she spoke on the podcast. Girl, she is my girl and I want to laugh. Oh, Jessica Tender, baby, you're so cute. This is just coming from me, Sad McKee. Okay. Y'all remember when uh, police started opening tear gas on innocent, peaceful protesters and everybody started getting mad and people were saying Black Lives Matter and the people that were upset with Black Lives Matter, they started saying All Lives Matter. What I'm trying to say is All Lives Matter. All Lives Matter. saying All Lives Matter. That's what I'm trying to say. Black Lives Matter. Y'all know that. We all know why we say it. But act like you don't. Okay. <laughs> I got it. There it is. Hi, and welcome to the Drunk Dial Podcast. I'm your host, Dyke Michaels. And with me, not as always, is uh, my very special co host for today, Jessica from Tinder. Jessica, welcome to the program. Hello, and thank you for having me. This is so exciting. I'm excited. I'm pumped. Um, Bridget is um, on location in Colorado. She's, she's, she's getting a scoop. She's looking for, she's actually trying to hunt down the elusive Bigfoot. Mm. Um, and so she chartered a plane out to Colorado and she's, she's on an expedition right now. Um, I did not want to do a, a whole episode without a co-host. So we had you come in especial. I don't know where I was going with that. I don't know either. I was wondering. <laughs> but I was uh, waiting for it. Yeah, thank you for coming. Thank you for uh, coming in person. Like yeah, you're, you're a real person. I'm here. I'm here, live in the flesh. You're not a Russian bot. No, I am not. <laughs> but thank you for thinking I was. <laughs> I feel like that's a compliment in some sort of way. Well, I feel that uh, this podcast needs a feminine energy, you know. And mm-hmm. um, I agree. You know, it's about time that we started that, you know, today <laughs> for the first time ever. <laughs> Sorry, Bridget. <laughs> uh, well, awesome. Welcome. Welcome to the show. Uh, man, a lot, a lot going on. There's a lot going on There's right now. A lot going on in the world. Yeah. Um, Where do you want to start? I don't know. It's a lot. It's a lot to unpack. It really is. I, um, I wouldn't be surprised if by the end of the year... I saw a dragon, right, or like a kraken, yeah, or you know, I don't know something 
mystical, maybe? Something mystical. You know, like you've seen, I don't know if you've seen those videos on Twitter. I don't know if they're like from a video game or if somebody created them. I have no idea of like, it's this depiction of the city in the background, you know, and these cars are driving towards you and there's like a monster, an ominous monster shadow in the background. Sounds like a video game, so it probably is. Oh, no. I saw saw the meme where it was... We're going to see that pretty soon. It was kind of like the outline of Godzilla. Right. And it was like, oh, great, 2020. About to be the Demogorgon up in this bitch. (laughs) No. Yeah. Stranger Things, Stranger Times. Yeah. Um, Well, we started off this podcast uh, calling comics at the very beginning of, uh, you know, quarantine and kind of checking in with them. So I feel like... I feel like the world's just crazy now, so we probably can just keep calling comics, yeah. keep checking in with them. Absolutely. Um, we, we have some great uh, we have some great guests uh, that are going to be on the program today. We're going to be calling them a little bit later. Um, I just made an Instagram video that you did. Uh, some people are calling it bold, bold filmmaking. It was. It was. It was really. It really shook the ground a bit. If you guys are listening to this podcast. I am at Dyke Michaels, D-Y-K-E, Michaels with an S, um, if you guys want to follow along. Uh, I definitely do. I can attest. I've seen the product, <laughs> and I'm here to sell it to you. Uh, let, let's just say this involved uh, just, it, it was a one-man production, a one-man show, if you will. Wow, you wrote and produced the yeah, whole thing. Yeah, the whole thing, filmed, start, start to finish. The whole thing by filmed yourself. Filmed it, directed it, wow. wrote it. Wow. Edited it. Uh, choreography. A triple threat. Yeah. Um, that's our producer. He's um, he's riled up right now. He, well, he's staging his own protest. That's what he's been doing. <laughs> um, so let me let, let me ask you, Jessica. Where where do you hail from exactly? Where do I hail from? For the audience, I know where you hail um, from. I hail from a small town called... Crawfordsville. It's about an hour from here. An hour north of here. Yes. Yes. And what do you do in Crawfordsville? Well, I do a multitude of things at my one job. Okay. Yes. So I'm a bookkeeper and I also manage a pub and I'm like the jack of all trades there. They they also I'm also the in-house HR manager, unofficially. They call me the guidance counselor. People come to me with their problems. Yeah, that's what I do there. And you have been... That's my day job. That's your day job. And then for fun, or I guess maybe to keep your sanity, during COVID-19, you've started a music blog. I have, yes, called The Greater Good. And there aren't many posts up right now. I started it... um, two three weeks ago no about a month ago I'd say and I was I had intended to post you know three times a week but then you know all of this stuff started happening in the real world and I didn't feel super comfortable posting at the time I am going to write about it um and that'll be coming soon but 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 I mean, you have been kind of, oh, you've been posting on Instagram, like yeah, your, your I've been your, posting your on Instagram, and, but I haven't written anything for the blog. Um, I interviewed, I had my first interview. Okay, how'd that go? I interviewed an artist um, who's actually from Indianapolis. Uh, it went really well, I think, 
But now I have to. Do you know how hard it is to transcribe audio? It's impossible. It's very impossible. What do you mean by trans? Like, like take turn audio to text. You know, because I had recorded our interview. Oh. Because I wanted to make sure I didn't miss anything. You know. And I didn't write anything down because I'm not a journalist and I don't know how to be a journalist. Okay. Yes. And like, uh, do you mean like just you like listening to something, writing something down? Right. Okay. And I didn't, and I tried to help myself out a bit. Like I said, this was like my first interview, so I was real stressed about it. Yeah. And I had all of my questions prepared beforehand and they were very informative. Mm -hmm. And I wanted to be, I wanted to do as much research as possible on the artist before sitting down with them so I could ask the right questions. Um, so I wrote everything out and I even sent it to him beforehand so that he could like get a grasp on it. So I was very proud of myself for that. But then, you know, when it came time, push came to shove, I forgot my notebook, which was (laughs) stupid. (laughs) Were you the kid in class that, um, would remind the teacher that they hadn't like assigned homework over before the weekend? Remind the teacher? No. No, you wouldn't do that. No. You just, you do, just I like, stri- do I strike you as that kind of person? No, you just you seem to like like you like to be very prepared. That oh, maybe no. you do. It's like, so funny that you say that because I am the least prepared person okay. on earth ninety percent of the time. But this is just something that I really care about. So of course I'm going to put effort into it. So so the so about. the so the interview went well. The interview went but well. But now you have all this audio that I got to sift through, and I barely even listened to it because I was so stressed about one hearing the sound of my own voice and two writing it out. Yeah. Uh, yeah, no one likes the sound. Like you know what? When someone someone told me this the other day, actually, that they the, someone told me they really loved the sound of their own voice, and I was like, "You're a psychopath!" What? Like, nobody <laughs> nobody likes the sound. That's so, so bizarre, but especially with no context. So what was what oh was this yeah, person no 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 about? it was um it was our last guest that gotcha. came on, and they were like, "Hey, I really like this podcasting thing. I I really enjoyed the sound of my own voice. <laughs> oh, I, I think that maybe this is something I would get into." I was like, "Don't say that out loud. You don't tell people. You really like you know what? I really like my own farts. You know, oh uh, they smell great. I think everyone should enjoy them as much as I do. Um, no, that's really cool. Uh, so." I've heard you kind of talk about this a little bit. I wanted mm. you to maybe uh, explain a little bit more, but you've been like creeping around in little kids' hip hop chat rooms. Is that <laughs> is that correct? Did I got that right? Kind of. Um, Children's chat rooms. You've been just um, lurking in them. First of all, I didn't. First, okay, that sounds terrible. Why, why did you have to lay it out like that? Oh, I'm sorry. Is that, that's not the case? No, it's not the case. Okay. So I wrote about this on my blog, um, and I'm going to continue writing about it. Um, I created an anonymous hip hop Twitter account specifically for hip hop Twitter, okay. which I don't know if you know is a completely different dimension. Like the things that happen in the real world do not happen over there. Sure. It gets bizarre and everybody, not everybody, but a very good portion. This isn't very, black Twitter. This is specifically no, hip hop specifically okay. Twitter. And I can, I can, uh, let you know that hip hop Twitter and Black Twitter are two very different things. Okay. Yes. Like, what would be an example of that? An example of that is that there are a lot of white kids on hip hop Twitter. Okay. All right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Makes sense. Yeah. Um, but anyways, I made this uh, account specifically for that, just to talk about music and to kind of keep up to date with everything that's been going on with music and everything, mm-hmm. because I knew I wanted to start the blog, and I didn't want to, I guess get that all mixed in with my regular feed. I don't mm-hmm. know. I'm, I'm, I'm very active on Twitter. Um, 
but I learned a lot of interesting things. Like I said in my post, I in the within the first week that I was on Hip Hop Twitter, I was invited to this group chat with 43 other people, which is insane. I don't know about you. How do you feel about group chats? Um, I mean, the only thing I can think of as a group chat is like, like on my phone when right. somebody's like, we're, we're planning a party. Right. I hate them. I yeah. hate them worse than anything. I don't know yeah. anybody who like truly likes group chats. I, I mean, I was, a, it, it was only until recently that you could just leave. Like before it was like, you couldn't even leave them. Like if you wanted to, That's you were true. just trapped in there until yeah. the last person stopped responding. I mean, if you have an iPhone, if you have an Android, then you're fucked. Uh, yeah, I, I was the, one of the first people that was like, they need to develop an app that you can just like leave a group chat. Yeah. No, it's terrible. Absolutely. Yeah. So 40, how many? 43. Oh my God. And these people were all over the world. So they were up at all hours of the day. Is this like going off on your phone every time somebody like, no, I don't have notifications on for anything. Thank God. But, um, I was frequently going to Twitter because I knew that it was popping off and I had FOMO and I didn't want to miss anything. Yeah. And that ultimately I think is the reason why two days later I was like, I gotta, I gotta check out of this cause I'm just staring at my phone nonstop because the group chat is constantly going off and they're all saying these, sometimes it's interesting things. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's, it's, they're, you know, very positive and other, a lot of misogyny over there. Who would have thought? Right. Right. In a, in, a, in an anonymous hip hop <laughs> Twitter room. Exactly. So yeah. what would you, if you had to guess, uh-huh. what would you say the average uh, ages of the people in this? Um, I would say probably between like 16 and 18. Okay. Yeah. A lot of 14 year olds though. Okay. So. So you're like you're like their teacher. I'm old. You're like their their old teachers. Old as fuck <laughs> to these kids. Old as fuck. Now, are you coming in like like Twenty One Jump Street style? Like hello, no. f- hello, fellow teens. <laughs> no. What not is at all. what it do? No, I had no intention of like pretending to be someone I wasn't or anything like that. So. Are you representing yourself like like a picture of you and your name? No, it or is, is it like an anime picture. Um, my avatar is a picture of Bart Simpson with headphones on and a blunt superimposed <laughs> in his left hand, just vibing, just feeling the vibes. <laughs> and I thought that was like perfect. That yeah. was really what I was going for. So, so people probably think you're a dude a lot. Oh then. yeah, they yeah. thought it. Uh, I got broed so many times. Nice. I learned. I learned what um, a W and an L was, which is embarrassing to say because, you know, I'm not 75, but uh, winning uh, a lot. No, okay. I think okay. I thought you were putting it all together like a no. W and L. I was like, what's a W and L? Right. I learned a lot of things. I learned a lot of different phrases that the kids are using these days. I can't think of any off the top of my head right now, unfortunately. Yeet? Is that the th- no, they're not saying that anymore. We're done with yeet? Yeet's done. Oh. Yeah, yeet's gone. Yurt? Is that one? <laughs> Yurt is, uh, I don't think that's, 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 a place, that's a place to be in, right? Like, yeah. People live in yurts. Yeah, or I thought maybe it was like a tense of yeet. Like, <laughs> <laughs> to yurt. Ill. Oh. <laughs> no. no no probably not that's not gonna work okay well um what have you what have you learned what have the big takeaways been uh the big takeaways is you know uh like the biggest thing um like for the greater good my blog is um my mission statement is essentially music with a purpose mm-hmm. writing about artists with a message and um music as a philosophy and as therapy and 
you know, the power music has when it comes to bridging societal and cultural gaps. Um, and mostly from hip hop Twitter, I, I learned that, um, that's true. I mean, yeah, yeah. It just verified everything that I had thought, you know, all of my theories. That's what you get, producer, when you start screaming like that. We just get, had to shut the producer out. Get locked out. Okay. <laughs> it's a mutiny. Um. So I referred to you at the at the, the in the opening as Jessica from Tinder. Right. Um. I wanted to keep your anonymity. <laughs> Knowing all the uh, drunk dial fans blowing up your right, blowing up your page. Um, are you comfortable with with that name? Are you, you, you like being Jessica from Tinder? Are you still on Tinder? I got off. I am not active on Tinder. I've yeah. like silenced my profile. Um, I've decided that I'm not really. I mean, who's dating right now? Yeah. First of all, and no. who wants to date right now? Nobody. There's entirely too much shit going on for one thing, and you know, COVID nineteen is still very real. Still, still there. Still, still there. I'm so. interested in. Well, okay. So first of all, I, well, as everyone knows, I accidentally paid for the thirty dollar yes. bundle. So you had to finish it out. So then I had, had to, to finish. finish I had your, to finish it out. Yeah. Um, yeah. It is was, that what it's called? Do they call it a bundle? Is that how they? They, sell they it? call it a swindle. I believe is what <laughs> they call it. They call it a caught me slipping. Um, so yeah, so I had to finish that out and then, um, I, yeah, I, 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 I tried another one out for, and mm-hmm. then, and then I was just like, I'm done. Another one like for you personally or uh, no, I tried out like, uh, oh, another, app? another, yeah, I tried Bumble. Okay. And, and was then, it for you personally? Or for me personally. Yeah. I was like, gotcha. I was like, oh, maybe I'll try that. Well, cause my, my roommate seems really into it. Mm-hmm. And into Bumble. Into online dating. Yeah. Gotcha. And um, I, I just I, I started off from the point I was like I don't this isn't for me right like and it, it just I always kind of get sad by it like it just seems it like a very, very kind of like it's like the most superficial like mm-hmm. kind of you know like oh, absolutely. Um, you know I mean like, it's hot or not you know that's yeah what it yeah is, you're, it's a very peop, mostly because people don't put anything on their profiles which is so frustrating I you know and like I. I was a little disappointed by some people's profiles where I'm just like, one, I feel like if if you don't have more than one photo, mm-hmm. I feel like I'm it's a catfish situation. Oh, for sure, 100%. So like, one, it's like that's like already like suspicious. And then there's also just like a lot of, I feel like, I don't know if it's bots or sex workers, but there's oh, a, there's yeah. a lot of like, go to my Snapchat mm-hmm. and this and that, or give me an email. I'm mm-hmm. like, we're not doing, we're not, mm-hmm. I'm not doing any of this. Uh, what are the other things that I thought? Like, I feel like, I feel like all Snapchat filter photos for women is like the guys holding up a fish. You know, like I feel like those two. Those are, yeah, they're both very commonplace on. I feel like those two people probably should date each other. In fact, I feel like the guy with the fish should probably date the girl with all Snapchat filters. You know what, Dyke? I bet they probably are dating. (laughs) They probably would get along. And then also it just, uh, I don't know. I I don't want to be like, oh, I'm this. You know, I'm this unique artist that's like totally different than other people. Right. But after a while, I really started feeling like a lot of these people kind of like fell into like three categories of person. Yeah. And I was just like, I feel like this dating app like is for people that just want a boyfriend or want a girlfriend and they don't really care right. much about who this person is. They just want like 
somebody and yeah. like usually somebody from one of these three categories like will do eventually mm-hmm. it's sad it, it, it's really sad it, it kind of bummed me out and i was like I, I i gotta get off i gotta get out of here there are some good things about online dating um i know people who have very happy relationships sure yeah those, I know people know, that people got married, married off of it yeah exactly but um, i also feel like some of those people are basic um even some of my good friends <laughs> like you know what someone has to be someone Dang. has to be a little bit Right. Um, you can't be special if you don't have somebody basic to compare yourself to, which, first of all, you shouldn't compare yourself to anybody. But So I have this song. We've never done this on here before, but, um, you know, I feel like you've got your ear to the ground on the on the music scene. I'll tell you what. I do not. I do not have my ear to the ground. I'm always willing to hear new things. I, right. I do really appreciate... Um, a nice live performance. What kind of music do you like to listen to? Like, what's your favorite genre? I, I, I hate I hate being this guy, but like I, I have very eclectic tastes. Like I right. like, and you should. I think you should. If you're if you're boxing yourself into one genre, you're really playing yourself right there. Yeah, you know? I mean, like you know, like my go to if I just want if it's just like me in a vacuum. Right. And I just want to like just you in the vacuum, just me, just you in the vacuum in for a night in a vacuum while vacuuming. Oh. Uh, <laughs> if, if it's just me and I just want like some like feel good music, like I always go back to like Motown. Mm. Like I feel like the classics are classics for a reason. Yep. They've just kind of stood the test of time. Uh, I like I like different kinds of hip hop. I I will be the first to say I don't listen to I I I know the least about like modern current day hip-hop gotcha uh but i also like i get inspired when i'm around someone else that's like really into whatever kind of music they're like Mm -hmm. hey i'm really into ska and then they 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 talk passionately about it and then all of a sudden they're like they're like throwing out all these things and i'm just like but it could be any brand of music you know but like when when someone's passionate don't hate on ska you know well like i got into like i'd like i got into punk and like in my like early twenties, and I was just like, oh, I never realized I like some punk songs. And like, I had a girlfriend that like liked punk music. She got me into a bunch of it. Um, but this, so I went to. There's a. It, it's it's weird to say this sometimes in comedy, but there's black rooms in comedy, which okay. just means predominantly black audiences. Okay. It's it's weird when you say that to white people. They're like, "What do you mean a black room?" I'm like, right. well, it's just it is, it is what it is. It's <laughs> like it's exactly what it sounds like. Yeah, it's just like um, now there may be white people in that room, mm-hmm. but it's it's usually a predominantly uh, black audience in a venue that's like part of like specifically the black community. Right. And um, I had like kind of sought this out because I had been done. I've primarily done a lot of like kind of like you know like downtown kind of hipstery mm-hmm. white you know like i don't want to say white rooms like they, here's the thing they don't say white rooms but they say black rooms Bizarre. you know what i'm saying yeah. so it's like like i've interesting i've done the quote unquote like alt scene mm-hmm. kind of rooms and i've done like some comedy clubs but then there's also like like down in the south they still call it the chitlin the uh, chitlin circuit oh. and that is like like a circuit of all these different black clubs that you right. can go to and it's like White comedians are welcome to perform there, mm-hmm. like, but it it is kind of uh, like that Apollo kind of thing, where it's just like if you suck, like you can get booed off the stage. Gotcha. And so I was just like, you know, I want to find these rooms. I want to like try to like see if I have what it takes to right. to get over in these rooms. And um, I kind of went like I <laughs> had a reached out to a friend, and he was like, hey, talk to this person and just show up. 
And I kind of like went with like a one name touch base kind of thing to get on like an open mic. Right. And I, I go in there and they, nope, sorry. Oh my God. I'm a bad producer. Uh, <laughs> So I go in there, and the first thing I notice is that uh, everyone's getting patted down before you go in. I'm like, wow, this is di- this is different than most of my comedy rooms wow. that I do. And so I go, I get patted down, and then I walk in, and I'm like, yeah, I should be on the list. And I'm like, oh, you're one of the comedians? And as soon as they heard that I was, like, one of the comics, like, I was, like, treated like gold the whole rest of the time. They were just like, oh. And then uh, I went up, had a, had a good set. I've been back multiple times. It's been Congratulations. great. Congratulations. Good for you. Uh, but they it do it completely. It's not just comedy. It's like okay. there's hip-hop and comedy. Oh, and they go okay. back and forth. Yep. So they have, mm-hmm. like, a DJ kind of emceeing the whole thing. Mm-hmm. And then they'll have somebody. Sometimes it's, like, a singer, local singer, a singer songwriter. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's a rapper. Right. And then they'll do, like, kind of, like, music, comic, music, comic, right. like, back and forth. And then they have, like, a bunch of people from the community in there. Like, anyone that's, like, selling, like, there would be people selling, like, jewelry. Mm-hmm. Like some, oh, I love that. Somebody I, had, like, a I big, like, Gatorade jug full of, like, CBD lemonade that they had just <laughs> made. I don't think it was FDA Fuck approved. Yeah. Somebody had, like... You know, there's a couple times they had, like, a local food truck or, like, somebody just obviously made a bunch of food at home and then was just selling it. Like, you just would buy a plate and go buy. Catering. Yeah. Catering. And, like. I love it. Me coming in, like, you know, for the food service industry, I'm like, I don't think any of this is legal. Uh, (laughs) I think this is all. We'll we'll call this all off book. Right. But it was really fun. And everyone there is always so uh, welcoming. And the whole kind of idea of this was, like, uh, they said it was kind of, like, purposely trying to give um people a thing to do so they don't get in trouble you know it was kind mm-hmm. of like hey we're just we're all gonna do this thing and we're gonna have fun and we're gonna hang out right. and also we we're providing this space so people can come and hang out and like not get caught up in any dumb shit in the streets mm-hmm. and i was like man, I, I like the whole vibe That's of it a, yeah I love um, but there was a local artist and her name is jada bell uh, I was just, this is so funny that you said that. I was just talking about this. Really? You know, earlier I said I did an interview um, with a local artist, Aaron Gritty, who I don't know if you're familiar with him. Um, he, I'm not. he also dabbles in comedy okay. um, with his buddy Josh. Um, anyways, he just told me about this person, Jada Bell. Yeah. Yeah. All right. I'm I don't. Gonna, I haven't listened to her. Okay, yet, so I thought excited. you were gonna be like, I, I know her whole catalog. No, I'm. I, like, real, I haven't listened. This to was it yet, my one. So, I'm so really this excited. is. Cre- all credit to Jada Bell. I'm gonna play a clip from this. Wait, is this the one I want? She got three songs on here. Uh, oh yeah, I like this one. Oh, and that's a commercial. <laughs> it wouldn't be the drunk dial if I didn't. Uh, Get a commercial in there. What's this song called? Oh, and this song is called uh, Versatile by Jada Bell. God damn it. (laughs) All right, I'm not touching anything. He said, 
said he want a freaky hoe, so I let him taste it Only eating fruit, so that's the motherfucking flavor Wanna settle down when he used to be a player He was using all his will, now he got himself a Jada I just want consistent dick friends who ain't some haters A's on every test, not satisfied till I'm the best and When I'm in the range, one headshot, two in the chest It's called muscle memory, but you don't wanna see me Flex, you would call it selfish in myself, but I invest now He just want a foreign car so we can have exotic sex A Gucci belt so he can tie it round my neck He like to keep it G, he just do it for the set Riding, we getting it, empty it, feeling lick it Now we hitting it, money gotta get to it Got a plan and I'ma stick to it or switch it If it ain't where the spirit is or where my spirit trying to lead me I'll be on some whole other shit, you gotta see it to believe me I'm talking about fully in control when I'm sleeping Have you ever heard of lucid dreaming? Dropping candy gems, addicted, I need y'all fiending Play the song twice and then go look up the meaning I can do more than taking off clothes and cleaning, believe me Had to tell him off top, had to let him know But I could be a lot more than a freaky hoe Yeah, she's added to the list. Added yeah, to the list. She's got she's got a she's got a couple. Uh, super impressed by that. Couple tracks on there. That was dope. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I'll tell you what. I saw her live and I saw her do all these tracks and I was kind of like, and she's 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 young too, mm-hmm. and uh, just her whole like her whole vibe and uh, the songs that she did. I was like, oh, this is pretty cool, and I've been wanting to get her on as like a full blown guest. Um, but yeah, I thought you'd enjoy that. So yeah, that was dope. Shared that with you. Okay. Thanks. I don't know what I was expecting. But it wasn't <laughs> that, honestly. Honestly, it wasn't that. So that's pretty cool. Um, Added wh- to the list. Are you are you ready to make some drunk dials? <sighs> yeah, I think so. Okay. All right. Well, we're going to call our first guest here in a minute. And uh, you guys stay tuned. Hey, Dyke, what's going on, buddy? Hey, what's up, Brian? Welcome to the Drunk Dial Man. Podcast. What's it called? The Drunk? The Drunk, drunk Dial. Dial. The Drunk Dial. I love it. Uh, w- amazing. W- with me on the line is uh, my very special uh, guest co-host, Jessica Tinder. Hello. Okay. Hi, nice Jessica. To meet you. How are you? I'm fine. How are very you? Nice to meet you? I'm doing very well. Very Good. well. Jessica was kind of a, became a fan of the show. I don't know how you would say that. Uh, she's a she's a proponent of the show, and she's filling in for my normal co-host Bridget today. Happy to be here. Okay. Uh, she's right. really she's not a comic, but she's really funny. And uh, okay, that's where it starts. <laughs> and and she may be our only listener, so you know we'd like to make it a family affair. <laughs> <laughs> okay, <laughs> that's funny. So so uh, a little bit about a little background about this podcast. We had, like we started calling comics. Uh, the first week when everybody got laid off of their jobs and comedy got canceled and a lot of people were kind of in a bad way and we were just kind of it was uh, i mean mainly for our kind of sake as much as anyone else's uh i have a podcast studio in my house and i was like man i, I gotta do something you know i can't get up can't sure. do, can't do spots and uh, brian let me tell you what man uh we started calling these cats uh and uh a lot of it was it wasn't really good content a lot of people were real bummed out okay and yeah. uh, they were just kind of like, you're the first person I've talked to in five days. <laughs> <laughs> Coming well, out that's of- a comic, right? Yeah. That's, that's 
comics normally are uh, solidary people unless they're around other comics. So if you can't be around, you know, comics, comedy shows or something, then, yeah, that makes sense. But I, 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 I thought I wanted to talk to you, but plus I thought you were going to be kind of interesting to talk to. I want to get your take on a lot of things. But, like, you have, like, you're different than most of the comics we talk to because, like, you're like a grown up. Like you have like a career. <laughs> yeah. You got your shit together. You you got don't you have grown kids? Or almost grown kids? Uh yeah, my almost grown. My uh my oldest daughter is just turned twenty one, so yeah, that's technically grown. Uh but she's uh she just finished her third year <gasps> at UC, so she'll be going into her last year next year. Um and then my youngest daughter I just turned nineteen. So okay. yeah. So uh so yeah, you got a little a different perspective because like, you know, Obviously, you know you you uh, headline you, you you do comedy, but it, you know you got a full a full ass life outside of comedy as well. Sure, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So, what was your kind of what was your uh, experience in the the beginning of like the lockdown and not doing comedy and all that? How was that for you? Well, you know, for me, it um, it, it hit pretty hard. Uh, my father passed away on March the 26th. So I think the lockdown was probably initiated uh, maybe a week earlier, mm-hmm. uh, at least as it was related to the hospitals. So, um, and then within two days prior to him, mm-hmm. his situation, my sister's father-in-law had contracted actually COVID-19 and within 48 hours he had passed. Oh, wow. So all of that kind of um, hit right at the beginning. Oh, my God. And so for me, I you know, I've been really more focused internally than externally, at least mm-hmm. in the beginning. Yeah. Um, you know, when you my dad went into hospice and well, first before he went to hospice, like a couple of days before he was had went to the hospital for the final time. But they had locked it down. So there was no one getting in. So he's at that end of life stage and mm. you know you can't get in to help so. make decisions eventually they let me in but yeah that was that was super super challenging um then switching over to hospice they changed the rule where you could only have two people there per day so um in town was my brother my mother and myself so that's three people so you know you had to you hoped he held on long enough for the next day so the other person could get in and it was super, super challenging. And then the COVID-19 threw us off because it prevents almost closure. Yeah. Right. Because there's no funerals. So he passes, but you forget, I think, or at least I never really recognized the full purpose of a funeral, home going service or whatever, where you could say your goodbyes. Yeah. It's, it's for, you know, the, it's it's for the living. Closure. Yeah. Right. It's definitely for the living. Yeah. And so like for uh, two years ago, two and a half years ago, I moved in with my dad to help with his, medical situation, getting to appointments and whatever. And so when he passed, there was this huge vacuum, you know, in my life. And without like those services, I mean, I literally was sitting there kind of expecting him to walk through the door. You know what I mean? It was that yeah. kind of crazy stuff. And so it's been a little challenging. So I, I it, it helped get me, you know, kind of, I guess I was focused inside. So I didn't really pay much attention to what was going on outside. Cause we had so much to deal with inside, internally. So yeah, it's been a little challenging. Well, I mean, that that's a kind of parallel to what happened to me in the sense that my mother passed away in, in late February. And, uh, you know, I, fortunately for me, it was kind of right before the shutdown of everything. So we did 
get to have that. Yeah, I saw you at that last show. Uh, which yeah. is also crazy that that sh- doesn't that show feel like that was five years ago? Five years ago was so long. That was great. Fe- that was February. amazing. That was February. <laughs> that seems like it was legit at least yeah. at least a year ago. It feels eons. Like I had to look it up and at I was least like, easy a year. I was like, when do-? I was like, I know I talked to him at that show. I go, when was that? I was like, was that October? Was that August? No, that yeah. was this year. Yeah. This year. That's how it was like a lifetime ago. That's how fuck yeah. twenty twenty is. But yeah, it, it on Three twi- weeks ago feels like a year ago. Twenty twenty feels very personal because it was like my mom died and then uh and then uh, a COVID-19 where they're like you know is disproportionately affects overweight black men I was like that's personal Ooh. I can't well, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I was like they live in Irvington that are named Dyke like what's going on like how <laughs> how exact is this going to be and uh right and, and then and then we get into into all this uh you know police nonsense and and I was just like, man, 2020 seems like it like is like got a bone to pick with me personally, and I, I'm sure a lot of people feel that way. I saw a tweet that said 2020 has uh, series finale vibes, and I was like, <laughs> damn. Has there's what? What kind of vibes? Series finale vibes. <laughs> oh, series finale. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's exactly. Yeah, feels, yeah. There's a lot of uh, like a, th- a Game of Thrones, maybe. Like we're so crazy, so much craziness is going on. It's just you can't take anymore. Right, and you, and you don't know which to, like, you look one way, and then, oh, there's something else happening over here, and then you look at the other way, and then, oh, something new is over there, you know? Yeah. it's it, it doesn't stop. Yeah. It changes on a dime constantly. This year has been so crazy. Super, super crazy. Yeah. I'm so sorry about your loss, by the way. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Um, and I, I do really appreciate that. It was a little, it was, it was definitely challenging, but I'm grateful to be, hopefully on the other side of it, you know, and, and then the fog is starting to lift, but I, I do appreciate that in this, um, yeah, Dyke, for example, he went through the same thing. So I've, I'm very cognizant of the fact that other people also had losses, especially with the COVID thing. So, you know, that's why I said you, you almost just kind of hunker down. You want to take your burdens on to someone else. You just try to be supportive for other people. So, but thank you. That means a lot. Now, were you during quarantine? Were your were your daughters with you, or were they off at school, or where were they at? Well, so yeah, my my oldest daughter lives uh, off campus at UC, so she was she's kind of living her her own life, I guess, mm-hmm. her, her best life. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> but yeah, so she was there, uh, and then uh, was able to spend a lot of time with her mother, and then the young my youngest daughter uh, was also spending time with her mother. They were. Um, there with her mom was the primary person because of the school districts, at least coming through high school. Okay. So my youngest daughter was still there, her just having her just graduated. So Oh man. So you were like literally alone during all this. Yeah, well I mean like I said, yeah, yeah, for the most part. I think my uh like I said, my dad was you know there right at the beginning of it. But yeah, for the most part it was I I guess now that you mentioned it, yeah, I was Dang. Yeah. I mean like the pastor came by and I think my cousin came by to visit but a couple of people but you could you obviously had to limit that because of the social distancing so yeah i was it was literally you know just keep your head down i started recording videos for youtube and whatever i was just trying to stay busy any way i can so right. yeah mm-hmm. and my business is mortgage financing so with the rate so though you know we're extremely busy on that side so those things kind of help to keep my focus you know keep me focused on something and you know just keep moving forward right yeah, I started I started peeping out some of your your YouTube videos and I'm a person that needs like all the financial help and guidance that he can get. So uh, I was like I, I really enjoyed oh, the, sure, the yeah. fact that you kind of 
started packaging those together and doing that. And, and that's what – those have all been pretty much done recently. You've been doing all those during during this lockdown? Yeah, I, I think uh, – I mean, I would try to – well, I didn't try. I recorded three of them and had them in the can just to automatically release, schedule release. And then the last one I did, I, I was kind of like, oh, I better start recording more, more videos. So I don't have one going up this week, but there'll be another one up next week. But, yeah, all of that's happened within the last month, I think, five weeks. So, yeah, definitely during the, the lockdown. And where, and where can people find that on, uh, what, like, what's the YouTube link to that? Oh, sure. Uh, so Brian, B-R-I-A-N, million, M-I-L-L-I-O-N. Uh, so YouTube, Brian Million. Um, and the videos are really for personal finance uh people first time home buyers is uh home buying one-on-one education personal finance real estate investing and oh, i make i, I try to bring a, a comedy mm-hmm. yeah check that out yeah I, I try to put make it a uh, funny or at least entertaining to a point it's a lot of information that can be dry so i try to at least share different stories and uh, the production value i try to you know at least i'm working on continuing to increase that just to make sure that it, there is some something to keep people's attention versus you know just droning on so i try to stay on topic and and make it entertaining and so far it's so good people have, i've gotten a really good response so far so we'll see it's enjoy i enjoy making them so but youtube.com uh, forward slash or backslash or whatever that is brian <laughs> i can never remember something <laughs> slash brian million so so which yeah. which, 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 which yeah. came first comedy or uh the financial game so I graduated uh, college with uh, a degree in finance and then got my graduate degree, uh, went off to the Air Force, came back from the Air Force, started uh, at a bank. Uh, and then the, my manager at the bank said, you know, you're funny. You should really try financing. I had known her for a long time. Uh, she grew up in the same church. So I kind of respected her opinion. So I gave it a shot. And um, and then from there, I won. It was a Jay Leno Tonight Show comedy challenge. And I won the regional uh, so it was in Dayton, and um, and that started the the comedy path. Uh, I left the bank because I wasn't able to go out and do shows, and mm-hmm. I picked up a job selling cars. Just you know, I, I thought my in my perfect world, um, I would work at a dealership. They would give me a car to drive a demo. I can go to all these shows, but they didn't yeah. expect me to put so many miles on it. <laughs> so I think you had six thousand miles and they expect you to keep the cars for i don't know six months or something maybe four months i was churning and burning every six weeks they were like hey 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 you gotta cool down <laughs> so, no, that's a, uh, yeah, that a slick was, idea you gotta slow down that's smart that's very smart. yeah so that was me trying to straddle that so yeah then uh they got married started having kids and you know that's when i pulled back on the comedy focused on work and you know, divorce, and then I thought, well, I got to fill up that space with something. So the comedy came back back in 2011. I think it was my first time up fall of 2011. So it was that been nine, almost ten years. So yeah. Wow, and uh, and like I don't know. I, I feel like I'm beating a dead horse when I ask people because it's like it, it sucks for everybody. Everyone that enjoyed doing stand up, it's not there. And uh, not exactly sure when it's going to come back. It's like I don't. I mean, is there like an indie? Well, there are dates now. You're, there, people are getting we're getting booked dates now. Um, when's your when's for middle your, for middle of mid June? Mid June is when they're starting. Um, but I think the first uh, wave of dates people are kind of holding back. You know, you don't want to rush the beach. You want to yeah. let that first yeah. wave go in just to <laughs> right. see you know how it is. Certainly with the COVID, but then I know that there's uh, restrictions on 
the amount of people that the audience and mm-hmm. so there's certainly going to be some bugs that have to be worked out yeah so how, how do you wear uh, a mask probably, and eat chicken wings that's what i want to know how you how, they gonna, how, they, how, how do you wear a mask and eat chicken wings? Yeah, right. how, how are you gonna sit there and have a bucket of bud lights eat chicken wings <laughs> with a mask on <laughs> all right yeah only if you have an individual table i guess yeah it's gonna be interesting to see how it works and you know comedy obviously during the summer months that's the downtime for us. Most people measure their years in comedy by how many summers they've gotten through. Mm-hmm. So uh, usually we have the funniest person in Cincinnati to keep us really focused through the summer months. But now that's gone and brouhaha is gone this year. It's been canceled. So, yeah, it's going to be interesting this year, but pop back up starting mid-June. Did you did you do any of those, uh, like, Zoom shows or any of those internet? Right, like Instagram. <laughs> no. You know, I, I watched a couple of them. Huh? How were they? Oh, I didn't do well. Listen, it's you said you watched. I a appreciated. Of yeah, I appreciated the what they were trying to do, mm-hmm. um, and I appreciated the need, you know, to do it, and then you know, trying to exercise that muscle. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I think so. It's a weird thing, but when you know, it's hard to translate <laughs> comedy online. So. I appreciated the effort and supported the effort. But, yeah, you need that energy from the audience, and they're a big part of the shows. And so without having that, you know, it's just, it was it was awkward. And, you know, you know, you say the things, you expect people to laugh, but they're not laughing. So you're literally just giving a monologue yeah. to an audience-less room, you I, know. So it was, you know. I, 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 too, watched a few of them, and I felt, it made me feel like... Sad. Like like cringe. I like I cringe. Well, these are these are be. I mean, I mean, I saw people that have been do, in the game longer than me that I know are killers. You know, people that I know do well. They were struggling. Yeah, it's it's not stand up comedy. Like you need a you need an audience. You need yeah. you need that energy exchange. And yeah, they were just doing these kind of weird monologues. Uh, yeah, I, like, I don't I don't like this at all. And but, you know, it could it could work, but you have to have to develop that muscle. You know, mm-hmm. it's like, uh, it's like when you John, I think new. it's John Oliver. Yeah. You know, John Oliver, I feel this, mm-hmm. this week tonight or something. Yeah. He has on that thing. He does an amazing job because you really, he doesn't interact with the audience. He just plows through. And I think he's super, super funny versus some late night talk shows. They need to bounce off of that artist. He just kind of plows through. So I think it could, you know, be something that's viable, but you have to work out that muscle. You know, it's just like getting on stage for the first time again. You you have to kind of ride it and see what it what it's like. But yeah, those first couple of shows were a little, you know, I wanted to hug them. I felt bad, so I just listen. I would just hit the heart and the clap button, and I'm like, I'm here mm. for you. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, that's I, what I was doing. And I I definitely <laughs> never knocked anybody for doing it. Like right. that's no, yeah, no. Like I just for me, I was just like, I I have no interest in trying to do that. Right. I'll, I'll I'll wait. Yeah, I'll put my energy into other projects. Uh, I saw a lot of people, you know, the, I feel like the people that did like kind of musical comedy or something like that, or you do a little sketch, mm. even that's better, but just stand up comedy where you're just doing it to a camera and then you <laughs> yeah, just see little emojis yeah. pop up. Like that's not comedy. That's not what I want to do. I did a, I've done a couple of um, performances for TV and when you get into the, <laughs> the studio, for example, one studio, you're looking at the camera. And then the audience, which didn't make up of a, a large group, 30, 40 people or whatever, but they were sitting off almost 45 degrees to my right. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. So I'm looking at a camera and there's no and there's nobody there. Uh, and so you tell a jokes and you're hoping they get it. And it was that kind of it felt like that kind of awkwardness, you know, when you're there. So again, like I said, I think it can work, but it would is definitely something you'd have to commit to doing yeah. well. And I don't know anybody who practice who makes to perfect. That, so. You just got to kind of keep doing it, right? And like, yeah, right, right. But then who's going to do that? Right. Nobody really wants. No, John, Allen, I mean, John, John and I can appreciate how you <laughs> just him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can appreciate how you think it's going to work well. Hey, let's give this a shot. And so you dive in. But, yeah, you quickly realize it's a different beast. Yeah. i tell you one thing that that I've enjoyed is open um, Go Bananas and Blake Hammond have a, what's called a feedback mic. And when you go to that, to that mic, essentially people get on stage, they work out their jokes, and then the room is filled is mostly with comics. I think only comics. And mm-hmm. then they just ask for feedback and tags and different perspectives. Oh, that's and great. he's been able to do that online, which is, it works out, I think, perfectly because you oh, can get on there from anywhere. And it's essentially the same process. He's kind of moderating that flow and people type in their little comments, but he there's an exchange between him and the, the person up there. And it seems like it's working out really, really well. But, like you a, know, again, comedy, if you're not a comic. Yeah, it's more you like know, you com- don't want a comedy workshop. Yeah. That's pretty. It's definitely a comedy workshop. Yeah, not a show. Definitely. Okay. Comedy. Yeah, no, that, that, that makes sense. Um, yeah. So, um, uh, like I, so this past weekend, uh, obviously, um, we've all been watching. Um, I, I had a plan to just chill this weekend. I was going to watch a lot of Netflix. I was going to have a nice relaxing weekend. I ended up watching Twitter under a blanket. Uh, just like, just like couldn't take my eyes off of what was going on. Uh, it started, yeah. started off in New York and Atlanta. And then all of a sudden, Boom! It's in my city. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's I'm watching live feeds of people I know that are downtown. Mm-hmm. Um, You're talking about the protest. Yeah, stuff stuff stuff's popping off, and um, yeah, and you know, like I don't, I don't, I, I don't know how to feel about anything. Like uh, I, I'm, I'm upset one second, I'm sad another second, yeah. Yeah. I'm uplift yeah. uplifted another second. Um, so much stuff's going on, and then it's 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 also so weird with the uh, the oversaturation of social media and everybody. Yep. And then it's like you see people doing good things, you see people doing bad things, you see people doing kind of like opportunistic things, you know? Like, sure. Like yeah. like I, I I'm all over the place, and like uh, I I was interested in talking because like. When I've talked to a few of my black friends uh, privately about this, they seem more lost than anybody else. Everyone else seems like they know exactly what they're going to be doing. They're like, oh, yeah, we're going to, you know, it seems like white folks have a better idea of what they plan on doing. Like, someone, someone, someone my age, like, are you still there? Brian? You're cutting in and out a little bit. Okay. Yeah. Sorry. But you're cutting in and out a little bit. Yeah, I'm still here. Uh, some of my age, I, uh, you know, I, I grew up with a, a healthy fear of the police. You know, uh, I've always been more sure. uh, yes sir, no sir. You know, yep. and then and then when I see a twenty five year old that's ready to go burn it down with bricks, that you know, I'm just like, no, that's not what we're doing here. Like, right. Um, right. So I don't know. I, I I'd like to I just get you know kind of any anything you'd like to share on the matter and kind of how you're feeling where you're at. Yeah, you know, you you summed a lot of it up from a standpoint of getting pulled and 
so many different directions. Um, and I think that that's completely understandable. And I think anybody who says that they know exactly what they're going to do and they have it planned out really aren't kind of in the middle of it, experiencing it. They're looking at it maybe from a spectator point of view. Mm -hmm. And I say that respectfully because I don't know how you could uh, view it otherwise unless you're in it, unless you experience those, those feelings. And so, yeah, I think that, you know, when you see something like what happened to George Floyd and and then to so many other people, I mean, Tamir Rice, we can go on and on, Mm -hmm. you know, you, you, if you're a black man, particularly, or a black person, um, you can put yourself in that shoes. You could see how it's you, how that could be you, or someone that you know. And I think that creates uh, a different, um, more real emotion, uh, visceral. And, um, and so there's that, uh, the pro certainly personal. Yeah, absolutely. And it's just, yeah. And it makes you scared. I mean, you're, you're, you're terrified and, but then you have to be, there's pride takes over and then you get angry, you know, because you know, it's, it's just, it's nonsense. The, I mean, Rodney King's video, how, how were you like when you, I was, 30 years ago, how old are you? I'm 40. Uh, I, I oh, was you're 10 years old. Rodney King was yeah. 30 years ago. Yeah. I was, I remember, being, I remember being a kid. Yeah. That. yeah. The idea that we're, I was in Madrid, Spain, I think, um, when that happened. And it, the idea that, that, um, we're still going through that. It's just, it's, it's frustrating. It's, it's so much. So, uh, I understand the rioting. I do not agree with it. I understand it. The mm. rioting is essentially communication when you don't feel heard. Yeah. Um, and so that's not the pathway forward. However, it's getting attention, which is creating a conversation. So I believe spiritually everything is perfect. And if you see it less than perfect, then I, if I'm in that position and I see something less than perfect, then I'm open to adjusting my perspective to see the perfection in it. I, well, my, whatever I'm looking at seems negative. So help me to understand what the perfection is in that moment. And so when I see those things, yeah, initially it's, it's, it's upsetting and that we had to come to this. It's upsetting those kids that are, you know, going to jail and do they really understand what's going on? And, you know, then the police, it just gives, it's just more adversarial uh, relationships. And so it's definitely challenging. But again, absence of that, you know, we're not having the conversation. I mean, Kaepernick tried to do, have the same conversation with Alzheimer's and, nothing became of that you know it just got people more divided and so now you're here so what is the solution i i i don't know that i'm smart enough to know what the solution is but i certainly can respect all the emotions that kind of that come with it i was uh i was planning on going down to the protest on saturday and then friday i was watching on twitter and i watched What's uh going on yeah i watched a uh a very cute blonde reporter named Katie gets shot at by the police. Yeah. And I go, if they shooting white hmm. women out here in the street on camera, I am definitely not going out there. <laughs> if Katie's getting yeah, shot at. Yeah. But now listen, here's the thing though. Um, and again, this is about just, you know, setting your perspective on the shelf, understanding that's what it is. It doesn't have to change, but being willing to see another perspective. If you are a good 
um, well-intentioned police officer. Could you imagine? Can you just imagine what that's like? You have to go to work. That's a situation where you have to go out there. And now you have these people who are justifiably upset and frustrated and everything that we just discussed. And so they're adversaries. And so now you go out there and you're scared. Could you, I'd be scared to death no, I of mean, being in that situation. And I, so I definitely do understand. But part of what I'm saying is that like, you know, I was upset, obviously, like the rest of the country was. And then this was one of the first times I feel like I can remember within my lifetime where it was so universally agreed upon yeah. that, that like even like MAGA people were coming out and being like, that was murder. You know, there was so many conservatives that were like, yeah. that was straight up murder. Sure. Like something has to be done about this. And then and, and, and then when it goes from just that that visceral kind of anger uh, to yep. you know stuff popping off in the streets. Yeah, that's I don't want to be there. You know, like there's no part of me that's like I don't. Sure, sure. I sure. don't know how me being upset in that situation is going to help anything. But I've seen a lot of the good well, protests. Listen, I think you. Yeah, I think that, that you being upset is the fuel to for change. So emotions are what fuels change, and it, re, it what fuels momentum. Absolutely. So you being upset. As long as you're in a good space and you're responsible about it and you, you recognize that you're in control of your choices and your reactions, as long as you understand that and then you can get go into the situation, you know, knowing that and knowing that you have a goal, exactly. then you should be over there. But absence of emotion, you're not going to go down there anyway. So the emotions serve, the per- serve a purpose. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, if you're feeling that way, you know, that's supposed to carry you because, again, if you didn't have that, there's no way it wouldn't even be interesting. You you click on the next news feed. So how uh, I think that I think it, it all serves a purpose. There's a there's a reason for everything. Oh, absolutely. So that's just how I look at it. Brian, uh, with speaking as a comedian, um, how do we get back? Yeah. How do we get back to funny from here? Like, how, <laughs> I don't mean like right here on this podcast, but like, like how do we No, but, sure. but like, how do we go back to, you know, cause you know, I, I, I was trying to come up with funny takes on stuff all yeah. weekend. It's and, yeah. And I was just like, it's not the time, you know, sometimes it is, it is plus tragedy plus time. Um, but like, yeah, I, like even with the COVID-19 stuff and, and this going on, like, the overall mood of I think the I feel, entire world has kind of shifted. Yeah, and absolutely, and and like we're dealing yeah. with a lot of trauma right now. It is, sure. and yeah. my and my answer to trauma is always comedy. First. Same, exactly. Sure. Uh, but like, yeah, yeah, I guess how how do we how do yeah, we get back there? <laughs> I feel like well, it's what people need right now. Right. Yeah, I think I think um, ex- creatives, expressives, particularly comics we serve a huge purpose, you know, in society. And, and so we are needed to come back to the funny. Now, how do you do that? Um, I've been in this game long enough to know that people have, you know, their different processes on, you know, how to write and as far as performing and how to get to where their funny spot is. Me personally, um, I'm not trying, I don't try to write funny. Uh, I try to write truth. Um, comedy is criticism wrapped in humor. So what am I criticizing? And then I make those statements and I analyze those statements and then the funny comes from that. But I've always found, unless it's something spontaneously funny, I see something that's funny and then I try to write a joke that drives into that funny, Mm -hmm. unless I'm doing that. 
um, when I'm sitting down with a, with a, a pen and a paper or, you know, whatever to create the comedy, uh, trying to write funny or think of what's funny about this never works for me. It's always to try to write about the truth and what my expression is and then to make that funny. And you always, in my opinion, can make something funny when you take that and then start exaggerating maybe the reactions or the consequences of what that thought is. So, yeah, I think uh, for right now, for me, as it relates to comedy, it's more journaling, uh, stream of conscious writing, almost like a diary, if you will, mm-hmm. every day for probably 15, 20 minutes. And just what are the thoughts to make sure that I inject a lot of emotion? If it's not a really, there's no emotion to it, I don't really jot it down. And then I'll go back when I've had some time, so tragedy plus time equals comedy. So when I have some time, and it could be a week, a month, you know, whatever, then I'll go back and look at that. And then I'll try to pull out things that are, you know, crazy. What is ridiculous about it? What is the fear is a huge motivation in mm-hmm. comedy. So then I'll go back and try to pull out different ideas from that. But I think for right now, when it comes to COVID uh, and the, the riots and protests and so forth, I don't know that I would try to write funny there, just write what's true personal, um, and reflective of how I feel. That's how I approach it. That's great. All right, Fantastic Brian. Advice. Where can people and then make that funny? Where so. where where can people uh, follow you on social media? At? Uh, so uh, Brian Million on um, on Facebook. I think it's Brian underscore Million on Twitter and Instagram. And then the big push for me right now is the YouTube channel. So if uh, people want to follow me there that would be great i'm trying to get my subscribers up i think i might have 219 subscribers so uh you're about to have 220 buddy 221 (laughs) there you go look there's look at hugs coming around so yeah i'm hoping to push there and then uh i tell you what some other things uh, other video ideas i'm going to do i i for a while i was driving um for uber and lyft so i have the dash cam in there i would do it on the weekend yeah just for content online content those so were great. Ride share shenanigans. So I have a couple. So uh, yeah. Oh, you saw those? Yeah, yeah. I saw a couple of them. Those so yeah, great. I want to. Um, yeah, I'm going to do uh, some more of those. I have so much that content. So and I got now the camera work. So everything probably will be channeled through uh, YouTube for me. So yeah, if people want to follow me there. That would be amazing. All right. Thank you, Brian. Appreciate your time. Uh, man, you really broke some stuff down for us. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Uh, that was great. Really great advice. Just really solid. What? What were you going to say? Well, thank you very much for having me. I wasn't sure how this was going to turn out or if we were going to make it funny or whatever, but it felt right. So mm-hmm. I hope you can get something usable out of it. Yeah. No, I mean, and that's the thing. I would like hold it. Like these are just conversations and it just, they just kind of go where they go. I don't try to force any like and now. And now it's time for the fart sound or now right. it's time for the, <laughs> the laugh break. Right. You know, like, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. But Thank you so much, Brian. And, uh, man, uh, I want to get out there and do comedy, and uh, hopefully we get something lined up. We'll be on the same show here soon enough. Oh, yeah, I look forward to that, man. That last show was amazing. I'm, 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 uh, my thoughts are with you and everyone out, out there, and hopefully stay positive and get through it and just know that, you know, this too shall pass. So we comedy will definitely come back, and we're ready for what it does. So thank you very much for the opportunity to speak. All right. Thank you, brother. Thanks. Hello? Did you mean to call? Yeah. Uh, hi, and welcome to the Drunk Dial Podcast. No, don't do that. We're not doing that. Well, hey, hey, I, I have a very special co-host with me, uh, Jessica from Tinder. Hello. <gasps> What's up? How's it going? 
Well, it's all right. How are you? I'm doing okay. Miss you. That's good to hear your voice. <laughs> Jessica is uh, in studio with us as as the co-host for this episode. Yeah. <laughs> I told you she'd be. I, are you really recording this right now? Yeah. I told you that she would be pissed. I'm not pissed. I just I'm I'm having a beer. What? That's the point. Hi. How many beers have you had? This is just the first one. It's not the first one. I was hiking. Hey, you know <laughs> when you go hiking, you first. gotta fuel it with beer. How was your hike? It was good. It was good. I um. I'm out of shape is what we discovered, and it's very high up there, but it was good. It was like 10,000 feet. You earned that beer. 10,000 feet, you earned it. I was, I was yeah, I feel good about it. I was telling our audience that you were um, hunting Bigfoot, and that's why you went out to Colorado. Yeah, among other things. Yeah, yeah for ha- sure. Have you, have you found Bigfoot yet? Yeah, how's the search? Uh, we haven't. Um, the wildlife today has consisted of uh, a small snake. And a um, dead mouse. Nice. Was the mouse in the yeah, snake? So. No, it wasn't. It was very far away, so I couldn't even blame the snake for it. Oh, All right. disappointing. So, are you at your are you at your base camp now, or where are you at? We are not. We stopped at Outer Range Brewing Company in Frisco. Oh, I thought you were like in the mountains. <laughs> You're at a fucking brewery. We we were in the mountains. Did you did you camp out last night? Say that again. Did you did you camp out last night? You're not a camper. I okay. Hey, I am a camper, but no, we got an Airbnb. Oh, okay. How's the Airbnb? What's the tea there? Does it have a big bathtub? It's nice. I it's, love it's a big on bathtub. a lake. So it's what? Yeah, it's on a lake. Which, it's on a lake, which is nice. And uh, I think we're gonna canoe later. Nice. Yeah, it's been a lot of fun. Oh, it's really er- good to be, you know, in some fresh air. Are you canoodling? No. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay, that's fair. We want to know if you got into second base with that Sasquatch. Yeah. We are. We are. <laughs> you're on speakerphone right now. You're on speakerphone right now, and we're sitting together at this table. So. I'm, t- I'm talking about Bigfoot. Okay. <laughs> so who who else are you guys calling today? Uh, we just we just had a, a, a wonderful interview with Brian Million. Um, nice. And we talked about uh, lots of stuff. We talked about COVID nineteen. We talked about the mm-hmm. uh, the riots going on. Uh, he had a very similar thing where his his dad died right at the beginning of this, right around like a, like two weeks after my mom died, and uh, so we both. Oh, had, so good to know you're keeping it light. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Nice oh, and light. it was so light. It was I was light. like, hey, Jessica, Protest, don't you worry. COVID this is this is gonna be a breeze. <laughs> Just two black guys talking about their dead parents <laughs> and racial injustice. Yeah. And she rolled. Yeah. With the, she hey, rolled with the punches. I, I'm right there. I'm there. Yeah, I I saw your your tortilla video. It's taking the world by storm. It's a film, also. It's a short film. Honestly, it's it's a beautiful Sorry, production. I didn't mean video. I meant film. Um, I'm thinking about chopping it around um, some film festivals this summer. You know, of there's been. A, Is there going to be a sequel? What do you think? <sighs> there's been Is a there lot of buzz. Be a film festival. It's a real question. Well, yeah. oh yeah, that's true. <laughs> well, whenever Sundance starts back up, I feel like we're going to be in the top contenders. 
Um, Cody has let all of the success go to his head. He's naturally he very he, cocky. He, said, he yeah. was the star. Mm-hmm. But yeah, you know, I mean, I put a lot of work into it, and I think I really just, I really had the pulse of the nation at the time. You know, <laughs> like it's kind of you're you're the voice of the country. Honestly, the voice of the a people. frontline hero. Yeah, I'm well. Bring in brisket. It's like it's Bling like brisket and truth. It's like Kendall Jenner and then me, you know, like when it comes to <laughs> when it comes to bringing people together. Yeah, of course. Where's a, the Pepsi? Mm-hmm. So, uh, how, what? How long of a canoe trip are you going on? Uh, there's there's a lake, and so we're gonna go around it. Oh, nice! Yeah, because like you a, said like a reservoir. You said your Airbnb was on hours. the lake. Three hours? Yeah. What are you gonna do for three hours? We're gonna canoe. Dang. But you're just like paddling around a lake. You're not like going down a river. Right. No, yeah, it's it's a lake. So yeah. do you just like Did I just mention I you that you sound so disappointed. I just hiked up a mountain. I'm so confused right now. Yeah, no, I'm not dis- I'm not disappointed you're at all. You're gonna wear yourself out because no. you just went on this big hike and now you're about to go and fucking canoodle in a canoe. That's a lot of work. <laughs> yeah. I'm you're putting your body. Yeah, this is how the locals live. Yeah, well, when especially because I just came out of, yeah, especially because I just came out of, like, the COVID-15, so. You're, you're shaking that all off. You're going to come back. You're going to be, you're going to be a brick shit house. Honestly. A brick shit house. That's just Ripped. what every 20-something female wants to hear, Dyke. <laughs> <laughs> you're literally a shit house made out of bricks, Bridges, is what I'm saying. Yep, thank um, you. He's saying That's you're how you stacked. <laughs> So Jessica, I wanted to. I got off early the other day, and I wanted to pop in to my co-host uh, place of business, and I was gonna I was gonna get some food and some beer to go and say hello, and I was very excited, and I popped in and I said, uh, "Yo, is Chef there?" And then her coworkers go, "Oh, she doesn't work here anymore." Oh, and but I was, can I tell you? So I have this. Um, a crazy ex and so my coworkers literally if anyone ever asked for me they're like no she's not here gotcha. she'll never be back never come back here gotcha but it was funny because my dad came in one time and he's like is Bridget here and they're like no she doesn't work and he's like no like I'm her dad <laughs> like I know she's here and they're like oh okay we'll go get her for you she's dead dang <laughs> no I felt I was yeah. just I, Dyke, Dyke was convinced he was in Fight Club <laughs> I was I'm, well I'm at first the, I was like I'm the Brad Pitt is, uh, she even exists is she even real oh my she god that's real? like my biggest fear i don't I, I don't know if you like that you're crazy and you don't know it that's my biggest fear yeah i thought it, i hear voices out. in my mind right? and they're aggressive thought it was a whole tyler Durden thing and then i just imagined all of these podcasts that i did where i was like doing both of the voices yeah. and i was like oh god you go back and listen to it and i'm like oh god well if i here's the thing if i had to like make up an imaginary friend I feel like Bridget checks a lot of those boxes. Right. If it was like, no, she, you know, like she, we have a lot of things in common. Like we both worked at summer camps. Mm-hmm. You know, we both went to the same culinary school. We both had Catholic upbringings. Right. So like, that's all just me projecting right. myself. And I'm like, no, but then she's, she's like a cool, like bisexual tattooed up chick. You Hell know, it yeah. sounds Sounds like I'm describing like my girlfriend that lives in Canada that no one's allowed to ever meet. You know, we're just yeah. real. You're, you're, you're real. pretend girlfriend. She just goes to another high school. You'll never meet right. her. <laughs> she goes to a different school. She graduated from high school, guys. Shut up. Shut She's up. She's in college. <laughs> She's older than all of us. It's fine. 
How many more days you got out there? Well, uh, I come back Friday. Friday? Okay. Well, it sounded like you were about to let us go, and that's not how that works. Mm. We have to let well, you go. Listen, we're I, real busy. What I, was, what, I was going, what I was going to say is um, just I'm going to go make some mac and cheese. I think with Jeff said last excuse. Um, I need to go hula hoop. Oh. I'm going to go fall asleep. I'm going to go fall asleep in my bedroom oh. for, for night. It's getting personal. Damn. It's getting scorched earth. No, I adore you both. But I will reiterate that we have discussed that you must let people know before calling them that they are going to be on a podcast. Honestly. No, That's I did. What I, I said. I did. I think if you check the tape, I say, hey, you're on the Drunk Dial <laughs> podcast. But we were already talking. It was a. Uh, you I answered the phone and then we're like distant for like two minutes and then we're like, oh, hey, by the way. Oh, it, it wasn't rec- it wasn't synced up right. I'll edit that out. We'll we'll fix that up. Don't you worry. <laughs> we'll make it up. We'll make it all nice and legal for you. As you always do. You're so good at editing and, and stitching things together. Hey, Bridges, is there anything you'd like to plug while you're out there? In Colorado. In Colorado. Um, I would I would like to plug uh, the Harder Brunch podcast. Nice. It's our sister podcast. Very good. I would love to plug the Greater Good uh, music blog. Hell yeah, let's uh, go. Again, sister, sister of the podcast. Very good. And uh, yeah, I'd love to plug getting everybody going outside and the social distancing in nature. Mm-hmm. It's very, very rewarding. I'm really enjoying it. Can attest. Can attest. Okay. Well, thank you so much. Appreciate you. Yep, uh, I miss being there with you guys. But you guys have a good rest of your rest of your set. All right, we'll talk to you later. Bye, Bridget.